Um, I don't even know what that is. Okay. Open with me to Luke chapter 4, and we're going to get going. Luke chapter 4. Next week, we're going to prepare some more things where we're going to have a proper uh, testimony played beforehand to encourage and build your faith. And... Um, few more tweaks to my personal studio here and we're going to be ready to roll as it was before okay Luke chapter 4 today what I want to talk to you about today what I want to talk to you about is how to go through wilderness time how to go through the time of test and trials in your life Uh, how to um, avoid certain wilderness in your life. I want to talk today about two types of wilderness, okay? Two types of wilderness. And uh, we're going to see how to, avoid, how to avoid one type of wilderness in your life and how to go through wilderness, through a different type of wilderness in your life when you find yourself in that, in that type of um, wilderness how to go through it so that you can come out on the other side better, so that you can come out on the other side with promotion, so you can come out with another, on the other side with breakthrough, so that you can come out on the other side being fulfilled, so that you can come out on the other side and walk into your calling with the power of God and the power of the Holy Spirit. Okay? All right. Are you guys ready to begin to learn from the Word of God? All right. All right. Zoom, are you with me? Okay, sounds good. Yep, yep, I see some of you. All right, those of you that are watching us on YouTube and Facebook and you're asking us how do I get on Zoom, simple, hungrygen.com slash Zoom, fill out the form, you'll get an email responded to, uh, sent to your uh, email box, click on a link and you'll be able to log into Zoom, especially during the time of ministry. And if you didn't receive the link in your inbox within two minutes, just go to your spam box, most likely it's there, and drag it back into your inbox, click on the link, and you should be able to um, log in and be with us on, on, uh, on Zoom, especially for the ministry time. Okay, Luke chapter 4. And it starts off like this. Then Jesus, full of the Holy Spirit, returned from Jordan River. He was led by the Spirit into the wilderness where he was tempted by the devil for 40 days. Jesus ate nothing all that time and became very hungry. Then he, the, the devil begins to tempt him with various temptations. And I want to go to verse 13. This says, when the devil had finished, you can underline that devil had finished. Tempting Jesus, he left him until the next opportunity came. In verse 14, it goes like this. Then Jesus returned to Galilee, filled with the Holy Spirit's power. Report about him spread quickly through the whole region. And we'll stop there. Okay. So we see, first and foremost, 
is that wilderness is part of life. Wilderness is part of life. And what we do in the wilderness, what we do in the wilderness will determine whether we're going to, we're going to come out of that wilderness and will determine what kind of life after wilderness we are going to have. Okay? So first thing is that if you think that you can get to a certain level of spiritual growth, certain level of discipline, certain level of perfection, holiness, righteousness, whatever, certain level of closeness with God, that by that you will be able to avoid wilderness. By wilderness, I mean temptation. By wilderness, I mean hardship. By wilderness, I mean uh, even a place of uh, loneliness or being alone, even a place of hunger. By wilderness, I, I mean a, a place of being uh, overlooked by others, being rejected by others. By wilderness, I mean going through a season of lack in your life. And if you think that by a certain level of holiness, certain levels of closeness with God, certain level of spiritual, uh, you can attain certain spir uh, spiritual level that you will avoid wilderness, you are mistaken. Because Jesus himself being a perfect man, sinless man, yet still had to go through a time of wilderness. So wilderness is part of life. I am sure that you probably did not tune in today to hear me perhaps say that. That's not very encouraging. But that's the reality of life. Here at Hungry Gen, we preach the real gospel, the true gospel. We talk about the problems of life the way they are. And the things that sometimes we have to go through. And sometimes there are nothing that we can do about it. And we see many characters in the Bible, even heroes of faith, who are close with God, who knew God, who walked with God. Yet they had to go through various situations, a wilderness in their life. Okay, we see Jesus himself went through the wilderness. But the good news is, in the verse 13 that we read, when the devil had finished tempting, wilderness is not forever. Wilderness, type that in, is not forever. If it was initiated by God. Yes, you heard me right. If it was initiated, we read in verse chapter 1, that Jesus was led by the Holy Spirit to wilderness. Sometimes you make right choices, you make right decisions, and you think just because you made the right choice, just because you made the right decision, that that automatically will give you a promotion. That automatically will give you a raise. That automatically will give you ministry. Or open the doors in the ministry. Just because you're doing the right things. 
just because you are being even led by the Holy Spirit, that if it would be Holy Spirit who was leading you, He would right away lead you into the verse 14. That if Holy Spirit is truly with you, that verses 1 through 12 will not happen to you. But we see here in the scripture that Jesus being filled, being full of the Holy Spirit, yet, yet, finds himself in a desert, finds himself in a place of temptation. And so, just because you're close to the Holy Spirit and you're led by the Spirit of God, that does not mean you can or will avoid temptation. Okay, Holy Spirit, in this case, had to lead Jesus through the wilderness, through a place where he was alone, through a place where he was tempted, through a place where we had nobody to lean on, through a place where he was um, hungry, had lack, so that then he could experience Verse 14, where the Spirit, the Spirit of God came upon him with power and he received promotion, he received influence and received fame. Okay? So, but we'll come back to that. We'll touch on it uh, just a little bit, uh, just in a little bit. Like I said in the beginning, there's two types of wilderness. And I want to go back. I kind of jumped ahead of myself. I want to go back first and touch on a first type of wilderness, okay? If the wilderness that we see here in Luke chapter 4 was initiated by the Holy Spirit, this wilderness that Holy Spirit leads you by your obedience, okay? Then the first type of wilderness is that you get yourself, you lead yourself into that wilderness by your rebellion. Okay? So, Jesus, in this case, he's being led by the Holy Spirit, and he's being obedient to it, and that lands him in the wilderness. Okay? That lands him in the wilderness. But if we will look in the life of Israelites, it's their rebellion that led, led them to wander in the wilderness for 40 years. Okay? God was taking them the route that was supposed to take them under 40 days, took them through the sea, and He was leading them into the promised land. Except, they were whining, they were complaining, they were being rebellious, and that rebellion led them into the wilderness where they were wandering aimlessly around the mountain, going to nowhere. So first type of wilderness is the one that you get yourself into because of your rebellion. The second type of wilderness is what Holy Spirit leads you by your obedience, okay? Two type of wilderness. In the first type of wilderness, you end up being 
in the wilderness because of your own disobedience and because of your own rebellion not because god is testing you and preparing you for a promotion you are paying for the consequences of your own decisions your own action and your own sin it's the rebellion that got you into the wilderness it's the rebellion that got you into that lack it's not adhering to the principles of god not listening to the word of god not listening to the advice of your parents of your spiritual leaders of your mentors that got you into that wilderness that got you into that debt that got you into that bad relationship that got you into that lonely place that got you into the place of hurt where snakes are biting you where demons are tormenting you it's because of that rebellion and your sin that you end up in this wilderness suffering consequences now both wilderness two of these wildernesses there's such a word they look alike from outside jesus in the wilderness suffering being hungry he is alone he is being tempted and so are the nation of israel but one is coming out of the wilderness and receiving a promotion receiving influence receiving power but the other one is dying because of the consequences because of the rebellion and sin and disobedience to god are you with me so far if you're with me drop drop one uh in the chat So what did we learn so far? So far we've learned that two people can be in a similar wilderness. It might look and feel the same, but one is there because he is obeying the voice of the Holy Spirit. The other one is there because they're disobedient. To the voice of the Holy Spirit, the disobedient to God's word, the disobedient to godly counsels. And the outcomes of these two people are very, very much different. For example, one person who was led by the Holy Spirit, and I met with one particular pastor today who was led by the Holy Spirit to give uh, to, after selling his house, got put on his heart to give a hundred thousand dollars towards the building fund at hungry gen and so he flew from california today just for 40 minutes for a meeting to sow the seed uh to to bless uh hungry gen to bless god's kingdom and to receive prayer so this man is experiencing big financial loss he's personally giving away a hundred thousand dollars i can think of a lot of things that you can do for a hundred thousand dollars is anybody with me okay and he's he's doing that not because we told him so not because he was forced to do that but because he's following the voice of the holy spirit okay then let's take another person for example who goes into casino and continues to gamble 
and that gambling takes hold of them, it becomes an addiction. And he loses a lot of money and he's suffering financial lack as well. Okay, and I've met people that are that have a gambling addiction and they have gambled thousands and even hundreds of thousands of dollars in their life. And on outside, two men, two of these people are have lost a hundred thousand dollars, for example. On outside, it looks like a loss. On outside, uh, on the inside, he feels hurt uh, a bit, hurtful. If you like that, man, that's a sacrifice. And both look to be in a wilderness of loss. But one is obeying the Holy Spirit and going through that wilderness of of financial loss for a time being. But I can guarantee you that when he comes out of that wilderness, what Jesus, what the Holy Spirit is going to do in his life, in his ministry, in his family, is going to be very much different than the man who gambled away $100,000, experiencing similar loss, but he is now in a financial loss. He's in a wilderness because of his disobedience to God, Because of his mismanagement, he got himself into the wilderness. Do you see the two differences? Okay. The outcomes are different. So first type of wilderness is the one that you get yourself into by rebellion, by disobedience, by ignoring God's principles, by ignoring godly counsel, pastors, leaders in your life, By ignoring those that are God sent to help you. All right. Some people find themselves in the wilderness of bad relationships. And they wonder why, Lord, why do I go through these things? While they have ignored the counsel of their parents. While they have ignored the counsel of their leaders and pastors. When they said, listen, this boy is no good. This girl is no good for you. This is not what God has for you. You should not be dating them. They're not Christians. You should not be trying to date them. You should not trying to be with them. Hey, don't sleep before marriage. Bible says clearly that we shouldn't be unequally yoked with unbelievers. Bible clearly says that we that our bed should not be defiled before marriage. And we ignore these things and then we find ourselves in a heartbreak. We find ourselves in a broken relationship, in a dysfunctional marriage. And we are, we find ourselves in a wilderness. But it's the wilderness that was caused by our own disobedience and rebellion. And there is another person on the other side who's led into the wilderness of being alone by God, meaning to keep themselves from dating for no reason, from sleeping around, from, uh, from a, having an ungodly relationship, and to keep themselves for that one person that God brings into their life, they're also in the wilderness. Because they're not with anybody. They're by themselves. They wish to have somebody. 
but they are led by the Holy Spirit. When they go through the wilderness in obedience, they come out on the other side with a good, healthy marriage. They come out with a good uh, relationships, with healthy relationships. Two people going through the wilderness that looked the same on the outside. But the way they got into it and how they're going through it differs. There are people that have um, abused substances and they find themselves addicted. And they got themselves in the wilderness. They're suffering in the wilderness. They're being bitten by the viper of addiction. But they're in that wilderness because of their disobedience to God. Because they left God. They left His Word. They left His principles. They left the body of Christ. They left the church. Listen, what I'm teaching right now is not maybe something sugar-coated and makes you feel good. But you need to hear the truth if you want to leave that wilderness. Some of us, we're suffering in our body. We're in the wilderness in our body simply because we ignored healthy diet, healthy living by exercise. And then we're suffering with all kinds of sicknesses. We're suffering with all kinds of diseases in our body. We're suffering with all kinds of um, abnormalities, hormonal disbalance, and a bunch of other things in our body, simply because by not living out the principles of God's Word in the area of our diet, in the area of our health, and we find ourselves in a wilderness of sickness. While the other person is puts themselves in the wilderness by following the voice of the Holy Spirit, by following the scriptures and living, living a life of discipline, living a life of fasting, living a life of eating, proper diet, taking care of their body and being disciplined with their body. And as a result of it, they come out enjoying a healthy lifestyle, healthy body, health, long life, longevity, energy, and all that stuff. That's their promotion. That's their blessing. That's what happens when you led by the Holy Spirit to do what He asks you to do. Go through the wilderness and come out versus leading yourself in the wilderness by doing whatever you want to do, being disobedient to God's voice, to God's counsel, to God's principles, and then putting yourself into the wilderness. Okay, what do you do when you find yourself in that type of wilderness? What do you do when you find yourself in the wilderness that you yourself got into by your rebellion and your sin? First thing that you need to, uh, first thing that you need to do is repent. Whatever area it is, you need to repent before God for being rebellious and disobedient to His principle, to His principles and to His word. Repent before the authorities that maybe were warning you not to do certain thing, whether it's parents, whether it's leaders, whether it's pastors, whether it's mentors. Because Bible says that God favors the humble. And without repentance, there can be no humility. 
So the first thing that you do when you find yourself in a wilderness, whether of poverty, bad relationships, uh, health, or, or other things, what you need to do is you need to repent. Number one. Number two is you need to begin to be obedient to the principles of God, to the word of God, to, the, to mentors, pastors, and leaders that God has placed in your life so that you can escape your wilderness and get into the promised land so that you can get rid of those vipers that are biting and destroying you in your life and that you can be healed and restored and enter into your promised land. Am I speaking to somebody right now? Okay. Now, I just want to give you a quick tip. Give God at least same amount of time to get you out of the mess it took you to get into. Now, let, me rep let, let, me, let me put it this way. You got into your wilderness by continuously being rebellious against God in one area or the other. It took you five years to get there, to reach your bottom. And now we come to God. We ask, we, uh, we ask God to forgive us. He, he surely does forgive us. We repent before God. We start heading the other way because repentance is not just saying sorry. It's turning your life around and heading whatever you were doing. Now you're heading 180 degrees opposite. And then when our life doesn't change in two days after our repentance, we get upset with God. We were digging a hole for five years to get into it, but we, 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 we demand from God that he gets us out from it in two days. Give God at least same amount of time to get you out of that hole that it took you to get in. Okay? Some people were mismanaging their money, doing different things. And now the thing, just because I'm going to come to God, I'm going to ask him for forgiveness, that in return, God is just going to, with the snap of a finger, return every single penny that I lost. No, that's not how it's going to be. You're going to repent. Repentance, remember, it's not saying sorry. You're going to start acting in obedience and according to God's word and God's principles. And as you apply those principles in life, that is going to bring you out of the mess you were in, into the promise of God in your life. For example, you're dating around, doing foolish things with people. You, after this message, you repent. You cut off all ungodly relationships in your life. You find a local church, you go, or, or go back to the local church you were in. Get plugged in. Be in a group, be disciple, be mentored, begin to put your life together, get emotionally healed, get spiritually strong, and then begin to do what the Word of God says, how it is to have a godly relationship. And as you do that, you will see your life will turn around and you will have a godly relationship in your life. Or maybe you were a bad husband in, in a relationship. You were abusing your wife verbally, emotionally, Maybe even physically or sexually. Today, after this message, you're going to repent. Okay, that doesn't mean your marriage is going to get fixed like that. There's a lot of things 
just because you feel sorry not just because you change your mind there's a lot of things to work through in your marriage and begin to apply principles of God how to have a good healthy marriage and how to be a godly husband and how to be a, a, a priest and a king in the home and as you're going to apply those principles God's your life is going to change same thing goes if you were a rebellious wife if you were um, a person that was not behaving properly not honoring your husband uh, you know you were not you were disrespectful to him you were not his helper and all of a sudden now that you realize that you're bad now you repent you change your mind now you gotta keep going and doing the works of repentance and as you do God's gonna help you to get out of your wilderness and get into your promised land and restore your marriage but it's gonna take time okay so don't expect that just because you repent today and decided that's it I am going to live a different life that you're going to escape your wilderness tomorrow now you might some of you with one prayer the Lord might just by his mercy change and shift seasons in your life do certain things and and you will find yourself on the other side of the Jordan but then there's going to be still a promised land to conquer that means there's still work you're going to have to do some of you it might take you some time to get out of that wilderness cross a Jordan and then begin to build that promised land that God has given you okay so these are two things repentance and obedience repent repentance is not feeling sorry it's beginning to change your mindset and do opposite of what you're doing what you were doing and obedience to God's word okay and give God time to get you out of the mess that you find yourself in all right so that's the first one now let's talk about because there are people here that you've been serving God you love God you love people you serve God's people you serve in the church in a group you've been doing you've been living your life for God I'm not saying you're perfect I'm not saying you do not make mistakes but there are things that you despite of doing the things that God has called you to do you found yourself in a wilderness you found yourself in a tough place you find yourself maybe in a place where you still have lack maybe in a place where your 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 marriage is still struggling Maybe you find you in a place where your family maybe is not all, things are, are not all in the right place. Maybe you find yourself in a place where you are persecuted for doing a good thing or falsely accused. Today I want to talk to you, for those of you that are in that type of wilderness and what to do so that you come out of that wilderness in the right way where you can see your breakthrough where can you see a healing deliverance where you can see the promise of God in your life so we see Joseph from Old Testament he does the right thing he obeys the father to go to bring to check on his sons that were um a little further out on the pasture with the sheep and he sends Joseph to check on them and to bring them uh, to bring them some food Joseph goes he's obeying the father he's doing exactly what the father told him to do but his his brothers got jealous of him because of the dream that he shared multiple times 
And they are, instead of him going into the wilderness to find his brothers with the sheep and, and, and check on them, bring them, bring in some food and every, everything to be well, he finds himself being sold into slavery. First of all, rejected by the family, almost killed. He gets sold into slavery by doing exactly what the father wanted him to do. We see another story of David. There's many stories in the Bible. We see a story of David. He gets anointed to be a king. He gets sent. He gets anointed to be a king. He has a promise from God, from a prophet, to be the next king. Somebody else at that moment is occupying his position. So how is he supposed to manage that? When there's already a king in Israel, there is his son who he's his best friends with, who is supposed to take the throne legally uh, after his father Saul. So there was no way for David to, uh, to um, be the, 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 you know, the next king. But he trusts God. He follows the voice of God. We see he goes in humility without coveting the throne, serves King Saul, loves him. He's best friends with his son. He's doing everything proper and everything good. He risks his life for Saul and Saul turns against him. We see David does everything right. Same thing, obeys his father to do what his father told him to do. Yet finds himself running practically... I think he was running for 17 years from Saul. For 17 years, being in the wilderness, simply for doing what prophet told him to do. Simply being the person that God called him to be. And maybe you find yourself in one of those stories that I just mentioned. We see Jesus we read. Led by the Holy Spirit. You think the Holy Spirit will lead him to the ministry. To worldwide ministry. You think the Holy Spirit will lead him to um, heal the sick. You thought maybe uh, cast out demons. You thought maybe Holy Spirit is going to lead him to revival. Some mighty, mighty revival. But no, Holy Spirit leads him to the wilderness. He is alone. He's hungry. He's tired. And he's being tempted. And I want to talk to those people right now that you find yourself in this category. You feel like from the bottom of your heart, you followed the Lord. You did everything that God asked you to do. But you just find yourself in a tough place with your family, with your finances, with your ministry, maybe even your family and marriage. You feel like you're constantly being attacked. You feel like there's temptation all over the place. You... Maybe even you feel like, like you can't connect with God. Like God is so distant from you. You can't even feel God. I'm sure that's how exactly how Joseph felt in the prison. Even abandoned by God. And I want to tell you, it's not because you did something wrong, but on the opposite. It's because you are exactly where Holy Spirit wants you to be in that wilderness. He's testing you. He's trying you. 
He's purifying you like gold. He is not trying to bury you. He is not trying to kill you. He is not trying to keep you poor. He's not trying to make you suffer. But he's developing a steadfast spirit in you. He's developing reliance on him. That despite of anything in life, you always know that he's your God and you're his child. Despite of anything in, in, in your life, that you will know that he's your provider. That you will not be, when you come out, that you will not be swayed by the opinions of people. By emotions that are raging like a sea, so that you're not tossed to and from without able to make your mind. If you feel like you're in this second category, that you feel like I've been serving God, I've been doing the right things. Yes, I have mistakes. I was following the leading of the Holy Spirit, but I find myself in a very, very difficult situation. I want to give you a few things to continue to do so that you can pass through this wilderness. And I want to encourage you and to tell you that God did not leave you. God did not forget about you. God has you exactly where he needs you. And he's bringing you out of the wilderness into your destiny. He's bringing you out of the wilderness into your promised land. He's bringing you out of the wilderness full of power of the Holy Ghost. And the season you're about to step in is going to be the greatest season in your life. God's going to use you mightily in Jesus' name. So let's see a couple of the things that in these stories that we see of what these men of God did to go through the wilderness. What do you do when you find yourself in this type of wilderness? Am I talking to somebody? Do you find yourself in this type of wilderness feeling like you've done? You follow the leading of the Holy Spirit, but you find yourself in a difficult situation. If that's you, drop one in the chat. But I'm talking about just if that's you, you feel like I've been following the voice of the Holy Spirit. I've been doing what he's told me to do. Then I feel like I find myself in a worse situation than I was before. If that's you, drop one in the chat. We have people that are joining us on Zoom, watching as well. All right, all right. I see some people that can relate. Okay. Let's look at see what Jesus did first. The first thing is that Jesus spoke God's word. Okay, write this down. When you're in the wilderness, speak God's word. Don't, don't just speak your feelings. Speak God's word. Don't speak your feelings. Your feelings are unreliable. Your feelings are unstable. Today you feel one way. Tomorrow things change. You'll feel the other way. But God's word is unshakable. It's stable. By speaking God's word, you will never sin against God. By speaking God's word, you will never find yourself um, in a place of um, destruction and death because God's word is 
life. When you speak God's word, it has a creative power. It has a, a power to change your season. It has a power to take you from one season to another. It has a power to open a door in your life. Some of you are stuck in a season. Your season, your appointed season of wilderness has ended a long time ago, but you stayed in the wilderness simply because instead of speaking God's word, you were complaining. Which brings me to a second point. So first one, speak God's word. Second one, do not complain. Don't complain. We see Jesus in the wilderness for 40 days. He speaks God's word. 40 days is over. He comes out in God's, with, uh, full of God's power. Israelites were supposed to be similarly for the but same, similar amount of, but same amount of time they were supposed to be in the wilderness or pass through the wilderness into the promised land. But because they kept complaining and complaining and whining instead of trusting the promises of God, instead of trusting God in their situation, instead of trusting provision of God in their life, they kept complaining and complaining and complaining to the point that God so sick and tired of them. He says, Moses, just step away. Let me destroy them. Let me kill them and I'll produce a new nation from you and I will fulfill my word through you and through your seed. Complaining will keep you in the wilderness. Write that down. Complaining will keep you in the wilderness. It will not allow you to move into the next season in life. See, this wilderness that Holy Spirit leads you to has an appointed time by God. Has an appointed time by God. And when that time is over, you're supposed to leave that desert, leave that wilderness, and walk into your promise, walk into your destiny, walk into your calling. But many of us got so traumatized and damaged by the wilderness. We got so beat up by the wilderness. We got so uh, trapped and and. and be down by the wilderness that instead of using our mouth to speak God's word to speak life we started complaining we started murmuring and our season of wilderness was long over but we remained in the wilderness because we took our eyes off of God's promise we took our eyes off of God's word and we continued to and we and we started to complain whine murmur and what should have been 40 days is now four years, is now four months, is now 40 years for some. Complaining keeps you in the desert. So number three, when you're in the wilderness, serve, okay? Serve. We look in the life of Joseph and we look in the life of David. Specifically in the life of Joseph, we see that when he was when he was in the wilderness, he was sold to slavery. He began to serve diligently in the house of Potiphar. And there, when he does the right thing, he gets accused of rape, and he gets tossed into the prison for a lifetime. You think Joseph? 
I was doing the right thing got you in life? For once, think of yourself. The God that you're serving has forgotten about you and your dreams. But Joseph continues to do the right thing in his wilderness. Even when he's facing life in prison. He is in prison now for life. You think, who needs to serve there? Who needs to do what? Just have self-pity party. Complain to God why he has abandoned you. Why you don't have things turn out good for your life. And just go on with your life. But no, Joseph, he begins to serve in the prison. He, be, he still is excellent and diligent in his work. They appoint him to be a watch watchman over. Um, he was managing the prison. And when people had needs in prison, he was serving out of the gifting that he had. Think about it. He was ministering to people in the area of dreams where his own dreams were not fulfilled. When his own dreams were not fulfilled. What do you do when you're in the desert? What do you do when you find yourself in a place of wilderness? Speak God's word. He has power to change and shift the season. Do not murmur and complain. That's for sure going to keep you in the desert longer than you need to be. And number three, even in your wilderness, serve. Serve God and serve God's people. Serve God and serve God's people. When God brought Israel out of the Egypt, he said this to Pharaoh. Let my people go so they may serve me. But what happened when Israelites came out of Egypt and were in the wilderness? When Moses brought them to the mountain of God, what did they do? They didn't serve God. They started to serve and worship other idols that they made. I want to tell you that if you do these three things when you're in the wilderness, I don't know what's your appointed time for your wilderness. Some of your wilderness could be a couple days, for some of you, a couple weeks, for some of you, a couple months. For some of you in certain areas, it might take even a couple of years or more. But I want to tell you, if you do these three things, you speak God's word, keep your eyes on his promise, declare his word, declare, declare his word of your life. Do not complain and murmur. In number three, you serve to your fullest capacity. Even in the areas that you lack, even in the areas that you are, you're believing God for. Abraham, God tells Abraham to pray for the king whose wives could not bear children. While Abraham himself is waiting for a child. He's in the desert in this area and his child. He goes, ministers to the king, and God opens a womb for all his wives. While Abraham still is not able to have children of his own. Think about that. So, speak God's word. Do not complain and serve. And I give you promise based on God's word, not my promise. God's word. That verse 14, first of all, verse 13 will happen. When the devil had finished 
tempting Jesus. The temptation is not forever. The, uh, the uh, desert and wilderness is not forever. When the devil has finished, I am declaring and proclaiming the end of your temptation, of your wilderness. I'm telling you, it has an appointed time by God, and it's coming to an end. All you have to do is stand faithful to God. And verse 14 will come into your life. And I want to speak that over your life. Then Jesus returned from Galilee, filled with the Holy Spirit's power. And report about him spread quickly through the whole region. I speak the power of the Holy Spirit. The enablement of the Holy Spirit for you to step into your destiny. To step into your call. To step into your new season. And I speak the quickness of God. I speak prophetic speed into your life. I speak speed. What you thought is going to take you five years is going to take you five months. What you thought is going to take you one year to get your credit score fixed so that you can buy a house will take you half of that time. What you thought is going to take you five years to get out of your debt so that you can start having a healthy financial uh, life and get out of poverty is going to take you half of that, a third of that time. In Jesus' name. In the mighty name of Jesus. The Holy Spirit's power is here in this place. His presence is here in this place. And I know that He is getting ready to touch some of you today and take you from the season that you are in into a new season, into the season of breakthrough, into the season of speed, into the season where God gives you influence into the season where new doors and opportunities are open, new season of breakthrough in your finances, new season in your marriage, in your ministry, in your family. God is getting ready to open a new door for your life in Jesus' name. Are you ready to receive that? Are you ready to receive that? Come on, somebody. Hallelujah, hallelujah. If you're ready to receive, drop one in the chat. Drop one in the chat. And we're going to get ready to minister here in just a few moments. I'm getting ready, getting ready to minister here just in a few moments. And I believe that Holy Spirit is going to be touching some of you. Some of you who find yourself even in the desert because of your own bad mistakes, because of your own uh, rebellion, God is going to God is going to set you free. God's going to turn your life around and put you on a path to your promised land. God's going to rebuke those vipers that have been fastened unto your hand. Those vipers that have been biting you. And, and, and destroying your life. God is going to set you free from them. In Jesus name. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ. And in this season of hope. This season of Christmas. God's going to bring. And God's going to open a new season in your life. And as we're going to step 
from 2022 into 2023, you are going to step into a new season in your life. New season of grace. New season of fire. New season of anointing oil flowing. New season in finances. Even despite of the economic hardship all around the world. You will be provided by God in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. I want to pray for some people that are facing wilderness in their life. They're going through wilderness in their life. I want to pray for those that are gotten into the wilderness because of the uh, because of your rebellion because of your own disobedience to God you're like Jonah God told him to go one place but he went totally opposite and now he finds himself in a storm now he finds himself in a storm if that's you I want to pray for you you find yourself in the wilderness because of your disobedience because of your rebellion because you find yourself in a storm because you disobey the voice of God if that's you let me know in the chat I want to pray for you if that's you I want to pray for you I want to pray for you I want to pray for you right now the grace of the Lord Jesus is here to forgive you God is a God of second and third and fourth chances. He's the one that wants to help you. He's the one that wants to break that rebellion off of your life. But you have to come willing. And you have to come humble. Right now, just pray this prayer with me. Say, Lord Jesus, forgive me for my rebellion. Forgive me for my disobedience. Lord Jesus, I repent of my sin of disobedience and rebellion. I need you, Lord. I humble myself before you tonight. Accept me, Lord Jesus. Forgive me and wash me of every sin. Wash me of my rebellion, my pride my ego i return to you lord i come back to you help me to be obedient from now on obedient to the people you placed in my life authorities that you placed in my life obedient to your word to your principles and obedient to you, O Holy Spirit. I need you, Lord. Help me, Lord. Help me to come out of this wilderness. Help me to come out of this storm that I'm in. I recognize my wrongdoing. I need you, Lord. Okay. I believe the Lord has heard the sincerity of your heart the genuineness of your heart and he heard your prayer 
And today and right now, he's washing you with his precious blood. There's no guilt and condemnation to those that are in Jesus Christ. And right now, his blood covers you and washes you. In Jesus' name. Father, I pray for every person that is watching right now. I pray for those, God, they find themselves in a difficult situation, find themselves in the wilderness because of their own doing, because of their disobedience, because of their rebellion. Father, I pray have mercy on them. You're a God of mercy. You're not only just God of justice, but you are a God of mercy because we need your mercy, God. Without you, we can't do it. Today, we come before you humble, in need of you, Jesus. We lay down our rebellion and our pride. We ask for your mercy. Pray this prayer with me. Say, Son of David, have mercy on me. Begin to pray that for next minute or so, for next 30 seconds. Begin to cry out. Be like this Bartimaeus who is blind and who needs Jesus. That's who we are right now. We are blind Bartimaeus. We find ourselves in a difficult situation that God only can bring us out. Begin to cry out. Say, Lord Jesus, have mercy on me. Your mercy and your favor is all that I need right now. Your mercy and your favor is all that I need right now. I need your mercy, God. Have mercy on my soul. I recognize my rebellion ways and my pride and I lay it down at your feet. Have mercy on me, Jesus. Rescue me from my pit. Rescue me from my wilderness. Rescue me from this storm. I'm willing to obey. I'm willing to go where you want me to go. I'm willing to do what you want me to do. I'm willing to sow that which what you called me to sow. I'm willing to lay aside those things that you told me to lay aside. I'm willing to serve where you call me to serve. I'm willing to follow you wherever you call me to follow. Lord Jesus, I lay myself at your feet. Have mercy on me. Rescue me, God. Rescue my finances. Rescue my marriage. Rescue my family. Rescue my ministry. Rescue my business, Lord. Rescue my health in Jesus' name. I need you, God. In Jesus' name. I want to pray and I'm going to minister then to those that um, have, need, have healing, prophetic words. I want to pray for those that find themselves now in a wilderness, but in the second type of wilderness. In a wilderness because they were doing the right thing. You were doing uh, right stuff. You were listening to the Holy Spirit, following His guide, but now you find yourself in a tight financial situation. Now you find yourself ridiculed by the family. You find yourself um, maybe falsely accused. You find yourself being gossiped about, misunderstood. You find yourself alone. Um... You find yourself in a difficult situation. And it's not because you did something wrong, but because you actually followed the voice of the Holy Spirit. I want to pray for you as well. Put your hand on your heart right now, and I'm going I'm I'm to pray. I'm going to pray. Lord Jesus, I pray for every person, God. They find themselves in a difficult situation, God, because they were following your voice, God. Because they were going after what you told them to, to go. Because they were giving what you told them to give. Because they took a step of faith, God, and walked on water, but now they're drowning. 
Father, I pray that you strengthen their determination. I pray, God, that you strengthen the heart, God, their will. I pray, Father, that you touch them by your spirit right now. And that you rescue them from that storm. In Jesus' name. Father, I pray, Lord, that they will have that, that, that they will be armed with your word in this storm. I pray, Father, that they, that they will not give room for complaining and whining, God. But they will focus and fix their eyes on the promised land, on the thing that you promised God them, on a place where you told them that they will be at. In Jesus' name. And I pray, Father, that they will continue to serve even despite of the wilderness that they're in, even despite of the storm that they find themselves in. Father, I pray that their heart will be strengthened, God, by your presence, by your promise. Father, I pray right now for a shift of seasons. I pray for a shift of seasons. Father, there's a reason why they joined this broadcast. I pray, God, that the season will shift, God, and they will step into the promised land. That they will step into the next season of their life that you have in store for them. In Jesus' name. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ. In Jesus' name. As I'm praying, I sense there's a there's a pastor here that is watching. And you step out and you did what God has called you to do. You stepped out by faith. And you are you, you step out in faith to do what God has called you to do, and now you find yourself in an extremely difficult situation in financially and even with your people in your church. I sense that there's this disagreement and things that are going on that even they're trying to remove you, remove you from that position. And you're going through a difficult time. I want to pray for you. I want to see if there's, there's anybody in on the Zoom. I want to pray for you. I want to pray for you. If that's you, you're a pastor and you, you follow the voice of the Lord. And you find yourself in a difficult situation. Because of what you felt like the Lord wanted you to do in your ministry. But now you find yourself in a very difficult battle that you're fighting. I want to pray for you. There's a person, there's another person that I'm seeing. You have sown into ministries, into God's kingdom, into different projects. Not even once, multiple times. I see you sowing multiple times. But you, find, but you still find yourself in a very difficult financial situation. You find yourself in a very difficult financial situation. And you're asking the Lord, Lord, where are you? Why am I in this financial wilderness? I've been sowing, I've been blessing your kingdom. But I find myself in a very difficult situation. I want to pray for you as well. I want to pray for you as well. I want to pray for a shift of seasons in your life. I want to pray for the shift of seasons in your life in Jesus' name. 
Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Put, put your hand on yourself. Right now, everybody who's watching, begin to pray. Say, Lord, shift my season. Lord, shift my season. Lord, shift my season. Lord, shift my season. That I may go from a season of lack into a season of abundance. That I may go from a season of being alone to a season, God, where I am accepted. I am surrounded with healthy relationships, friendships, and family in Jesus' name. In the mighty name of Jesus. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ. In the mighty name of Jesus. Shift of season in your health. In the mighty name of Jesus. From constant setbacks in your health. To a healthy living. Shannon on YouTube. I see. I see what you're saying. You said you stepped out as a pastor. I had to leave my church. Are you the one that I was speaking about? 